Good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Amen. Once again, I give thanks to my Heavenly Father and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, who has allowed me last night to lay this body down. And then he, through his grace, allowed that same body to raise this morning. Amen, amen, amen. And I'm quite sure we all feel the same way when we say, long as we are above uh, the six inches above the ground, amen, and we're not in it, we feel that we are blessed. And truly we are in that way. Uh, but then there are many other ways that we are blessed. And when we start thinking about the blessing, there are some blessings that are greater than others. One of the most, uh, that I think is the most important blessing to be able to know that I have been saved by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Let us pray. Fathers, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord God, this morning. We thank you, dear God, Father, for each and every day, dear Lord, that you allow us, amen, to be above ground. And so, Lord God, with that in mind, dear Lord God, because you are the one who created all things and even man, Lord God, and your word described, dear Lord Father, that when you created us for the purpose of giving you glory. And Father, Lord God, now, Lord God, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us and allow us to be in right standing before you, it's only then and because of that, dear Lord Father, that we humble ourselves and say, Lord, here I am, use me. Now, Father, have your way, dear Lord God, this morning. With this podcast, dear Lord God, we pray. Bless it, dear Lord. Bless the listeners, Lord Father, that not only do they hear and consider what's being said, but then it would share that same word with someone else that caused them to understand that they too may need this word. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we entitled this uh, lesson, which we will be doing every week, all the way through Sunday, is dealing with, uh, well, I should say all the way through Saturday. Sunday changes to a different uh, title of that message, but all the way through Saturday, amen, uh, or should I say into the completion of the rest of these uh, works of the flesh, they are considered emotional sins. It is these things that come out because of our emotions. And this particular uh, emotional sin today that we will be discussing is variance. This is the word that I don't hear on a day-by-day -day basis. I don't have conversations and people use this word. And so I had to go and look it up and kind of get an understanding of what it's all about. But before I go there, let me go and read our foundational scripture. Our foundational scripture is found in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. Amen. And the scripture read, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, 
wrath, strife, sedition, heresy, envying, murderers, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. They that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Variance, let's go with the definition of it. The definition of variance is just simply two words, contention and strife. Well, let's break down contention and strife for anyone uh, who wants to go a little deeper into its meaning. When we're talking about contention, we're talking about a struggle and opposition, De debate. When we say de debate, we're talking about someone who inserts themselves in argument, rivalry as a competition per se. Strife means conflict, discord, or quarrel. And I had asked the Lord, how do I introduce uh, a thought that relates to variance? And he put this in my spirit, and so I will share this with you. Uh, we in this uh, time and season of the NFL football games that are going on, and each team that comes on the field or an uh, opposition to one another, their main goal is to be able to be the winner at the end of the fourth quarter. And when that time runs out, Depending on what the score may be, it will determine who the winner is. Where they put all their energy into uh, the tackle and they put all their energy in to try to sack the quarterback. They put all their energy in and do whatever it takes in an acrobatical way to be able to perform, to get the touchdowns in way that they need to have it to win the game. But as soon as the game over, they appear to be like enemies, but when the game is over, they give high five. Hey, man, you did a good job, dear God. So what the Holy Spirit helped me to understand there's two sides to this. There's a struggle side in fighting to contend to show who is the winner, but then there's that down-the-earth side, and I like to say the spiritual side that God wants us to be always at peace with one another. So that's how I, I see and understand variance by the understanding of that uh, acknowledge that Jesus, I mean, that the spirit of God put in my heart last night. So I want to talk to you using six scriptures. And I'm going to share with you the understanding behind each and every one of those verses. The first one will be found in Romans chapter 13. Uh, amen. Verses 11 through 14. And it reads, and that. Knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep, but now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife, that's that word variance, and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the lust, pardon me, provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. As the Apostle Paul is about to close this letter to the Roman saints, 
he brings before them, if I can put it this way, some do's and don'ts that they should be aware of and continually always be aware of these things. The first thing he wanted them to see is now is the high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than what we believe. What do you mean wake out of sleep? Well, he's talking about it in the sense of spiritual. You can't get anything done or come to know anything greater than what you already have known if you operate in the spirit of sleepiness. Sleepiness means, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, how come you don't know? You've been asleep. You've been hearing the same word that everybody else has been hearing, but you chose to be asleep when that word come. And when someone asks you, I don't know. Well, you need to wake up, get up out of that state of sleepiness and begin to take heed to what the word is that is coming before you for our salvation is nearer than when we believe. When we started out, we believe Jesus is coming back. He's trying to get us to see now that we are a little bit further down the road, it's getting closer than when we first started believing. Wake up, get out of the sleep. The next thought he wanted to share with them was the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Start getting your life in order. Take cast off the works of darkness. Why do you keep wanting to go one way when the Bible tells you not to? You mess up, you come back and get forgiveness. Then after you do that, you go right back out into darkness and do it all over again. You need to get your act together and get rid of that works of darkness and start putting on the armor of light. That's the only way you're going to be able to fight against this darkness by staying in the light. He went on to say, let us walk honestly as in the day. Hmm. I wonder about that. Let us walk honestly. So let me go the other way. How many people have not been honest about how they are when they are before the saints? How many people have not been honest when they go before people of this world? How many people just have not been honest that they are really not saved, but they're just going to church so they can have something to cover them to say, I've been in church. Let us walk honestly, he say, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. Oh, that's what they've been doing. Rioting and drunkenness, not in chamberlain and wantonness, not in strife. There, that word again, that's variance and envy. Don't do those things. Walk honestly. If you say you're a saint, then live like the saint. If you say that you're in church, Amen. Which I'm going to say not the four wall building, but if you say you in the church, the body of Christ, then you got to live like everybody else does that is in the body of Christ. But we realize that people are at different stages, but you need to look to those who are the mature and not look to someone who's on the same level where you are. The only way that you can get against this is walk honestly and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What do you mean put on the Lord? Put on the truth of God's eternal bound word. Put that on in your life. Walk according to that rule and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We got to keep going. Uh, the next one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, amen, verses uh, 10 uh, through 
13. Amen. 10 to 13. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that you that there be no divisions among you. Hear that, saints, no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together. Ooh, excuse me. In the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chelo, that there are contention among you. Now this I say that every one of you said, I am a Paul, I am Apollos, I am Cephas, and I am Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Jesus? We're dealing with that word variance, and now it used here as contention. Contention in what way? When the body of Christ supposed to always be in unity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is never divided one against the other. And God expects his children to be in the same likeness as they are. We must operate in unity and get away from this thing of division. What causes divisions is contention. Now, in this case, what is the contention that is going on among them? I'm a Paul. I'm a Christ. Oh, I'm baptized. I'm I'm been baptized by John. What he's trying to say is that's their opinion of what they say that it is. But the truth of the matter is, Paul came around and told the truth. But is Christ divided? No. Was Paul crucified you? No, that was Christ. Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? No, that should be baptized in the name of Jesus. See, when we don't follow the truth and allow contention to come about, that becomes the work of the flesh. Amen. That's the work of the flesh because it's causing division among God's people because we want to take on a selfish way. We get a little revelation and we say we think we know it all when we don't know nothing at all because we have taken things, especially scripture, out of content to be able to justify our opinion of what we think it's about. Amen. I got to go on. Got to go on. The next one is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. Verse 1. Uh, through four, verse one through four. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as the babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy and strife and division, are you not carnal? and walk as men. For while one says, I am a Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Here again, here again, he's coming back to the same group of people, the Corinthian saints, and he's telling them something here. Carnality is the reason that most saints are not growing. They're operating in carnality. That's the reason most saints are not growing. He said, I fed you with milk and I'm ready to give you meat, but you're not ready for the meat. You're not growing. There's no process to your growth because something is there that's causing it not to take place. It's called carnality. Carnality is nothing but fleshly desire. 
their flesh dictated to them on what to do. So the milk should be the basics of the ABCs of the gospel message. That's what it should be, the ABCs of the gospel message. And during that time, God gives you time as babes to go through your trials and error, if you would, if we can say it that way, to get you to see, oh, man, that's what he means. Man, I done messed up. I need to go back to God. That's what he means. He wants us to be able to grow from that milk. Because at some point in time, God wants you to give you something a little bit more solid than what the milk is. But you have to get past the milk stage. And you can't get past the milk stage if you keep stumbling or throwing up carnality. Carnality shows up in envying, which is nothing but jealousy, strife, and division. Carnality stops us from the saints from growing up. Amen. Our next verse will be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14. Amen. It's pretty lengthy here to 21. Ah, but this is very good too. Uh, behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I would not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will very, very gladly spend and be spent for you. Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I've sent unto you? I desire Titus, and with him I sent the brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walk we not in the same spirit? Oh, here we go. How the saints ought to be. Walk we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edification. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates, envy, wrath. There you go, strife again, backbiting, whispering, swells, torment. And lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, that I shall bewail many which have sinned already and have not repented of the uncleanness and fornication and lasciviousness which they've committed. You mean to tell me saints are doing those things? If they're not operating right here again, they come to church to cover up, to say that I go to church. But the reality of it is they come to church to try to cover up their sin that they have not repented of. Amen. But what is Paul trying to say? Let's go back. He says here, uh, for the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. He made that statement in regards to his relationship with them. They are the children and they shouldn't lay up knowledge for the parents. It's the parents that should be laying up knowledge for the children. He's trying to get them to see his place in the gospel for them. He is the matured individual. But he's trying to get them to understand you're not listening to me. 
we know how it is when we want to rebel against our parents. We want to say we know what's right. We we got our own way of doing things. And you just an old folk and you don't know what's going on. And, and yet we go through all that only to find out in the end, man, mom was right. Wow. I should have listened to my dad. I wouldn't be in this mess. See, because we don't take the time to understand the place or should say we don't understand our place before our parents in this relationship. They already experienced what you have gone through. And Paul was trying to, I know what you're going. I've been there. I've seen all that. But I need to get you to listen to me. I need you to get to listen to me. The people I sent in among you, Titus, the same thing that I preached. Didn't he preach the same thing? The way I walked and lived before you, does he live and walk the same way? He said, don't we do the same stuff? Don't we walk in the same spirit? See, there's something about the saints that we need to understand that I believe we don't understand that we have to walk in unison. There is not a gospel message for Randy. Then there is a gospel message for you. That makes it different from one another. The same gospel that Jesus uh, died for, died to present to the church is only one gospel. We all got to live by that same gospel message. We all got to live by the construction and the understanding of the word of God. God has an order in the way for things to be done. He said that I would give you pastors after my own heart. A lot of times we don't want to listen to the pastors that God sent. We've been listening to the pastors that the devil's been sending. We need to consider where we are. We need to consider, am I growing? If you're not growing, get out of there. Your life or your soul is at stake. You got to keep going. Got to keep going. I want to expound a little bit more on that. Amen. Amen. They go on. The next one is first Timothy chapter six, verses one through five. Let as many servants that are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. If any man teach otherwise, what do you mean otherwise? If he teach something that goes against what I've just stated and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, that person is proud. He says he, but I, mean, I just added that. He is proud knowing nothing, but doubting about questions and stripes a word. Here it is. Here's what brings on the conflict. Stripes of words. Words that are spoken can bring about that, uh, that variance. See, that's what he's trying to get us to see. Whereof comes envy, strife, railing, evil surmising, perverse disputing of men of corrupt mind and destituted of the truth. And destituted of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself amen amen from such withdraw thyself the apostle paul is trying to get us to see one thing here one thing here we need to follow the doctrine of the word of god not the doctrine of our 
organization, the doctrine of the word of God, that doctrine should be according to godliness. We all should be on the same page. We should all be doing the same thing according to that teaching or that doctrine. If someone comes and try to go otherwise than what is taught from the Bible, the Bible, Paul says he is proud knowing nothing, but doubt about questions and strives of words, whereof come envy, strive, reeling, amen, evil surmising, perverse disputing of men of corrupt mind. They're destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. He said, from such, withdraw yourself. Don't be around such people. Don't be around such people that are like that. Amen. We need to understand what we need to do and how we need to live before God and stay according to that truth. Stay according to the truth of what is revealed in the word of God. A lot of times we have conflict because we're trying to live by the word of God, but then there's those creeds that are come about because of the organization we with that seems to go against the word of God. We need to be able to stand on what the word said. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, let's put it this way. Let the God be true and every tradition be a lie. Let God be true and every false way be a lie. Let God be true. But the only way that you can know and let God be true, you got to understand what is written. You have to understand that. The Holy Spirit gives you that understand what is written. Amen. Our last and final one. Uh, amen. Let me say this before I move there. Notice it has a lot of other things. Uh, the, the emotional sins has a way of tagging one another. You just don't do one. You have to do three or four of them. When you got hatred, you got jealousy in there. When you got hatred, you got variance in there. When you got hatred, it can lead to murder. When you got hatred, it can build up the wrath. They have a way of tagging one another. That's when we recognize where we are and what it is that if it seemed to be the work of the flesh, we need to kill it quickly. Quickly. Amen. Let's go to our last and final one. We still got time. Praise the Lord. Uh, Titus 3 and 8 and 9, only two verses. This is a faithful saying, and thing, these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men, but avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain strive and many people don't want to argue about the bible and i don't blame them neither do i um, but i learned how to stand for it without arguing about it. because the bible teaches that we need to take a stand for our faith we need to understand what that is all about standing for our faith we need to look at what will be profitable under men to see we need to see what is not profitable under them to see and the things that he's told us to avoid foolish questions Foolish question. Here it is. I was having breakfast at a restaurant and this woman came over and was watching what I was doing, uh, looking, doing, preparing for the podcast. And she asked me about podcasts and I shared with her uh, about uh, the messages that I had put out there. And one that I had 
put out there was talking about the um, sin of deception when they're talking about idolatry and witchcraft. And I was telling her how witchcraft is evil. And the moment I said witchcraft, she said, well, that's what our belief is for our people. And I said, just because that's what our belief is for our people, our ancestors did it that way, does not make it right. See, we need to avoid questions that are unprofitable and vain is what he wants us to do. And so now as we come to a close here to this podcast, we want to be able to have a word. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, for the understanding you gave us of the six verses, the six scriptures, dear Lord. And now, Lord, we want to give you glory and honor, dear Lord God, because of what's been said. We ask, dear Lord, that you would bless this word to those that are listening and to those who will listen throughout the day. In Jesus' name, may they be reminded that this message is for you. Amen.